This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Wednesday, Hump Deuce, March 10th. I don't even think we need to say the time because we're recording so early today. Fine. This is this is like a true time. this is like a true off season episode right now. True off season, really is feels that way. No games Tuesday night. Games tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, the first two games back from All Star break are Wednesday night. They aren't great, so we'll see what we talk about Wednesday night as well. But we're getting closer. I'm itching every day. I come home, I'm like ready to go to my my site and bet on some games, and there aren't games. And then I start scratching my arm, scratching my neck. Doesn't feel great. Yeah, doesn't feel great. It's five fifty one, by the way. That's just not sitting right with me. Gotta, <laughs> it's five fifty one p.m. on the East Coast. But, but yeah, I, I've been jonesing to to sprinkle some cash on a but when it comes to wasting money on nba related things oh we're fine in that department i today was a big day for me because i listed my kyrie irving seeing stars top shot for a thousand dollars on the marketplace let's go i also have some big news i sold four of my mitchell robinson moments and only own one mitchell robinson moment at the moment so that's not good news that's disappointing news i know i just decided i didn't really have the cash flow to corner the market like i wanted to you know i don't buy it i I had to bail out on that i think you caved i think you're a soft i think you're a soft little boy i also realized the play was total dog shit and i think that might actually matter so well i i wanted to get this Kyrie thing on the market as quick as i could because for those of you who listened to our interview with lg last week and if you didn't yeah, go listen to go it. Go listen to it because it will blow your mind. LG Doucette, the host of the First Mint, which we didn't actually – we really haven't talked about on this show, Alex. The the First Mint? No, the, the or, interview. We oh, really yeah. haven't talked about it because it came out on Friday and we haven't really discussed that interview, but it was pretty uh, life-changing. I feel like I know more about the future than I've ever known. Yeah, it was really informative um so yeah if any listeners that are like what is this top shot shit that we keep mentioning and you missed that episode just go listen to it yeah it's last fridays it was very good but one of the things was the last question i think was what advice would you give to people that really don't know or are trying to get in he said buy players that you like and i don't like kyrie irving so i'm trying to flip this thing quick yeah but you didn't buy kyrie you got him in a you packed him okay but i still don't like him yeah so so if I can get a thousand dollars for him, let's go. I'm not getting a thousand for him right now. Although there has been one that sold for two thousand. There was one that sold for twelve hundred. 
And then another one that sold for like 1250, but their serial numbers were much lower than mine. My, my serial number is 493 out of 10,000, which is good. But the ones that sold for, for in the thousands were like in the 10, 12 and 13 or something like that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Whatever. I just leave it up there for a thousand and eventually maybe I'll get there. I like it. I like the, I like the decision. All right. Today's show, since there aren't games and there's not a ton of news, we're going to do our second half of the season post all-star, whatever you want to call it. Bold predictions. I think we each have three. I kind of have four, but I don't think my fourth one's that bold, but we'll see. We'll see. There are a few things to, to discuss quickly. I don't think we have to go crazy on them because they're not big things. There is a, as far as sort of a continuation of what we talked about yesterday with uh, rumors and all that, there was a report that came out today that the Rockets are getting ready for a fire sale. So watch out for that. I don't think that's shocking to anybody. I also don't know what people really want. I guess contenders would pick apart that team. PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, um, the old depot, if you want to take the chance really other than that, I don't know, Daniel house, I guess could, could contribute to a team. Yeah. I think um, a lot of teams are going to be gunning for PJ Tucker. Yes. And my boys should be first in line. Everybody should. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, we talk no, about they, my guy should be first in line. Though. Everybody should. Everybody should. We well, <laughs> can't all be first in line, so. but everybody should be. Okay. Everybody should try to be first in line. Yeah. But they can't all be so. Um, I'm looking at a report right now that says the Celtics are interested in trading for Harrison Barnes. Hmm. I've never been high on Harrison Barnes, so I, I don't like that. Let's see. I mean, I just don't think he's like a championship caliber player. I don't think he's... He's not a championship caliber player who happens to have a championship ring. Go figure. Yeah. But was he even <laughs> the top... I guess he was like the seventh. He, he, started, seventh. he started on that team, my friend. He started on the first two title teams. He started on well. He started on the tight, the first team that won, and then the team that can't that lost three one. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's a championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he can be a top three or four player. I like, understand. I, yeah. I get what you're saying, but yeah. he did win a championship, so that's funny. Uh, and he was pretty good on those teams, but obviously, what are you going to do? They got Kevin Durant, right? So, um. And then I saw, I forgot who it was. I think his name, I think it was Keith Smith, who is an NBA reporter. He's got a blue check mark. Uh, clarified a lot of things. He said a lot of, he had sources that told him that Vucevic is really not on the market, that it would take a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to get Vucevic. That Fournier is potentially available because he's on an expiring deal. Uh, but Terrence Ross would take a lot. And that the organization, much like what we said yesterday, is looking at this year as an injury year. And they don't, they would like to, they wouldn't really plan on blowing things up just because they, they think it's a lost year because of the injuries and stuff, which makes sense. Yeah. I'm with that. So that's really the, I guess that's really the news in terms of, I, the Houston thing sucks. It sucks. Yeah, but, I think it's – man, it does because we don't know what this team would look like if Christian Wood hadn't gotten hurt because they were above 500 when that happened. So, And also, if they're going to do a fire sale, they're just going to get more picks. And didn't they just get a ton of picks for James Harden? So now they just a have lot. a ton. Now they just – so they're going to get rid of all their vets and just get more picks. 
And we, you know how I feel about teams that just gut their team just to get a bunch of draft picks. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And, it, and if it does work, it's going to take years. And mm-hmm. really, especially for them, because they've got John Wall's contract that they're crushed underneath of. And yeah. And, and most teams, most ownerships that is, are not willing to wait, wait out the, so the process, so to speak, that it takes to build solely through the draft. And right now, I mean, they have, if they think Christian Woods, their franchise player, more power to him, but I just, he's very good. It's after that's bold. That's a bold decision to make after whatever 15, 20 games that he played. Mm -hmm. And And like, if you're rebuilding, you'd much rather have Karis Levert than Victor Oladipo and firing that, that was such a misstep in my opinion. Like the fire sale, for the Rockets would make a lot more sense if you had those two guys as like cornerstones for the next five years. But I don't know. It's just, it's really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. It's that team is going to have a rough go of it for the next, uh, who knows? I mean, anything's possible. The way Christian Wood looked when he was healthy and him and John Wall looked really good together. If you can somehow get, you know, land the top pick in the draft, get Cade Cunningham, who everyone says is a stud. And now, now you got two young corner cornerstone pieces. Maybe you turn it around a little quicker than, than I think, but fire sale is never a, uh, like a, a term you want to hear when it comes to a professional organization. No. I, 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 re- I sort of relate that to growing up in South Florida with the Marlins because mm. every year was a, fi- every time they were good, there was a fire sale right after, and then they were the worst team in the league. So, which was like twice, I think, or three times. I don't remember how many World Series they have at this point. But it was like, growing up, it was like, win a World, spend a bunch of money, win a World Series, sell all the pieces for, all the parts for cash, and then just be the worst team in the league the next year. Fire sale was a very, down here, fire sale is a very common term Mm. for that team. Just made me conjure up images of Dontrell Willis, who was the absolute man. But sorry, that team, that was, was, that was a, that was a, that was a world series team. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And Miguel Cabrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it's just, I, I hate, I hate fire sale in the NBA. It's just dumb, but we'll see what happens with them. But teams are going to be, they're like a farm team now for the, for the title teams. I think old Depot and PJ Tucker to potentially end up being like a package to somebody for like a very good pick somehow. I, I'm right. trying to think, are there any contenders sitting on someone else's very good pick that they could. Or young player. Like, yeah. I mean, the team that comes up a lot with, with old Depot is Miami and PJ Tucker would be great for Miami. Would you give up Tyler hero for those two? And, and a, a pick if they gave you a pick for Tyler, like old yeah. Depot Tucker, for Tyler Hero, but you also have to throw in one of these picks that you got. Like, give Miami a first-round pick back to take those two. Yeah, I think – I guess I would. I guess I would, yeah. I'm just saying, I only bring up Miami constantly when we talk about Old Depot because that seems to be the team that everyone thinks – he. that's where everyone thinks he wants to go. Mm-hmm. And they've got money to, to you know, make – Well, 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 that's a good way to transition – they may have $10 million less to trade after today. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't, we're obviously not going to get too, go f- too far down this well, but Myers Leonard, for those who didn't see what happened or aren't on social media, 
Myers Leonard um, was, he is a noted gamer. He's like one of the big NBA gamers. He, I, he streams his gaming on Twitch. He was frustrated, I guess. I can't even tell. I only watched the video once. I couldn't tell if he was like jokingly mad or actually mad, but he was getting angry because someone was shooting at him or some shit. I don't know. I don't play those games. And he called them. Uh, should I say it? I'm Jewish. So like, is it, if I say it, is it less bad? What he know. said? Can, can Apple podcasts like flag it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he said, all right. He basically, he said he called the person a K the K word. For those of and for those of you who don't know what the K word is, which see it sounds like a lot of people don't. It's the worst word you could call a Jewish person. It's like the literally. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's the equivalent of anything, but that's what people tend to do. But it is the word. That is the word. It's that word. Like that word is when you're talking about a Jewish person. If you want to call them the worst thing you could possibly call them, call you call them the word that Myers Leonard said. And uh, now he's uh, he's effed in the he's effed in the B. It seems like mm. you could say B. You could say butt. Well, yeah. he's effed in the butt. <laughs> yeah, he's effed in the butt. I no, I mean, look, <laughs> look, it, it's it's a weird. This is a weird. This is going to be a weird one. And because I think some Jewish people aren't even that offended, but some Jewish people are very offended. Um. It's a weird, I think it, there's like a, there's kind of seems like maybe a little bit of a generational gap between who's, a, who gets offended by this word and who doesn't, because it just doesn't get said. There's like, it really to this, it, it's at a point where, you know, I was at my day job today and people were talking about it and there were people there that did not know what the, they didn't know what the word was. And they live in South Florida where there's a lot of Jewish people. So I think it's weird, right? But there's no doubt it's trending on Twitter. Uh, it's going to have to be addressed and it, there's no, I'm I, I'm not a super religious person. So my first instinct wasn't like, Oh, oh Myers Leonard, I hate you. It was more just like, like, really dude, like, like what goes on in your mind that that's what you, that's what you got. You're a famous person on a live stream. And that's the thing you're going to call someone like, it would, where did you, like, where'd you grow up? Who do you hang out with that? That's just like a word that comes into your head. That, that, that word hasn't come into like who, what kind of person is, are that, that word goes into your head that way. It's just, that's where my mind went. It's just like, it's such a, so, so absurd to me. Especially because you like, he knows he's streaming, right? Like, and that's the one thing where it's like, maybe he actually doesn't know how bad the connotation is because he knows that people are watching and listening. Yeah, well, my my thought process is, and now we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. He's going to have to make a statement, and he's going to have to make it soon because it's spiraling already. I mean, it's there are people that are. I mean, obviously, and with good reason. Look, I, I'm not people. People are going to get mad. He could have said a lot less, and people would get mad. So he said something very bad, like in relation to it to Jewish people. It's the worst thing you could say. So, yeah, he deserves to have people mad at him. It's a he should. You just can't say it. Just can't say it. But my whole thing now, I've been fascinated. Like, what's what's his, what's he going to say? He he's got to say something. And the only thing I can think of that he's going to say is, I didn't know what it meant. 
or I didn't fully know what it meant. I didn't really get the gravity of what it meant. I apologize, but now I'm going to learn and I'm going to talk to Jewish people and I'm going to learn about the history of, you know, like do the typical like apology thing. And, mm-hmm. and then, I, but, I, but I think it's exacerbated by a couple of things. One, he plays in South Florida, where is the probably the only place, the only other team that plays in a city with a bigger Jewish population is New York. And he's the guy who stood for the national anthem, which they don't have anything to do with each other, but they, but you know, you know, you can see how someone would connect. Well, you, you do connect it because they're both racial, racial situations. They're like one, one is what you don't support black people, which is what everyone was asking when he stood. And then he came out and he made like, I'm a, my brother's in the military. I have a military family. I respect it. It's not, a, I'm not against, I don't, I support everybody, but this is just the way I feel. There's some people at the, that didn't buy it. Now he, now he has a slur against Jewish, but what do you, you don't like Jewish people. So it, it's just, it's sort of a whole thing together of all the people to be the one to say this word or any word for that matter. It's the one guy who was like, I'm going to stand and make a thing of it. So not, not a great thing for Myers Leonard. And the reason I said it tied in from what we were talking about before is because Myers Leonard has a $10 million uh, team option next year that would be easily movable that probably is not so easily movable anymore. Although, yeah. actually, I guess it kind of is because if, if you trade for him, you just say, hey, just stay home. We're cutting you next year. Right. And then, yeah, that does make sense. You know, I, didn't, I, guess, I actually I guess, didn't realize he had uh, a $10 million team option next year. I believe it's a club option. But okay. um, I know it's it's either expiring or it's a club option. I know it's not a player option, but yeah, I guess either way, if the Heat wanted to use him as a trade piece, the team that was just trying to get the expiring deal could just say, "Just stay home. We don't want you here." Yeah, yeah. So I guess it really doesn't impact anything in terms of trades. Yeah, unless it which is kind of fucked reason. up that I'm even looking thinking about yeah, it in that the- way. But I do think about it in that way because. Mm-hmm. That was going to be a big wonder if a team that would, even though they're, they're taking on the expiring deal and telling him to stay home, just the PR, just the name associated with trading for him would. No, but I, no, no, I, I, no, but I don't think so. Cause I think any team, let's say it's the Rockets and he matches up, they use him to match up the contracts with Old Depot. They, the Rockets just say, they make a statement. We're waving Myers Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably work. You know, they don't even they they literally get out ahead of it and say if if this continues to be a PR nightmare, which it is at the moment, they just they'd make the trade and they say we're waving him or we're buying him out or just wave or whatever wave him and we're going to pay him to not be here. They've done teams have done that with for less with players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then if they wave him, then it's not like hey we're going to trade for him and not play him and hold him hostage. We're just going to wave him and if somebody else wants him, by all means take the guy, but we don't want him. We just don't want his contract, you know? So he, I, in that regard, I don't think it, now that I've talked it out, I don't think it really impacts anything, but it will be interesting to see what his reaction is. I don't think that as far as I've seen, I don't think the, as of six o'clock Eastern, I I don't think the heat have made any type of statement yet. Um, I know when the, him standing for the national anthem thing happened, that the heat were very supportive of him. Obviously this is different. That was him choosing not to, to take a need. This is him slur, you know, slurring an entire, you know, religion. So I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, just a, just so stupid. Just so dumb, man. Really 
really dumb move. It's almost like every time one of these pops up, you're just like, wow, stupid can you be, man? And so I'm getting less and less surprised each time these things happen, but it, it's just like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? It's such an obscure slur too. It really is. When was the last time you heard? I'm Jewish and I can't remember the last time. Honestly, I, heard I think they Jewish. dropped it on Always Sunny very early on. And that's what's that's where it's really ringing really? for me. Yeah, yeah. They say it in Always Sunny. Huh. Um, I was in college. It, when I was in college at Florida State, there was a lot of people that I worked. There was not a lot of people. There was a couple people that I worked with with the basketball team that I was the first Jewish person they'd met. Yeah. And one time we were driving in a car, like me and some people I worked with, and they were like asking me questions about being Jewish. And one of the kids goes, you ever heard the word? I'm just going to say, you ever heard the word kike? And I was like, yeah, dude. And he's like, oh, okay, I just want to know. I'm like, you know, that's like the worst thing you could probably say to a Jewish person. He's like, really? Like, yeah, man. So it's, the worst, it's the worst thing you could call a Jewish person. He's like, oh, I didn't even know. Like, yeah. People don't know. I, it just doesn't I, get. Know, I will say like, as someone like, I mean, I grew up Catholic. Like I have no idea the origins or what it means or why it's so offensive. Like literally none whatsoever. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, we don't need to get into all that. No, I'm just, I just right. Think no, no, I understand. Is. It isn't. It's an obscure. I just don't think people use it that often. Mm-hmm. Now, that could also be because we've both grown up on the coasts, and things are a little more progressive on the coasts. Yeah, who knows what's going on in Middle America? I'm not going to get into that either. I don't know. What we'll say if I was famous or just in general, if I was streaming to tons right. of people, I would never say that word because I know it's not. That's what I, that is what fascinates me yeah. and bewilders me about the whole thing. Is that's the word that popped into his head yeah. on a call of duty war zone stream. Like the word, it wasn't like fucking piece of shit. You asshole. It was that. There's only so many times you can say that, you know, it, I get it, but it's just like, that's the word. It's like that word popped into his head. Like word. Would you just learn it the other day? Like did you, you just heard it for the first time the other day. He's like, I'm going to use this. Right. I don't know what it means. I'm going to use it. Just thinks it's, he just thought it was just like a regular, just like, Oh, I'm shooting the shit with the boys. Yeah. yeah. You're damn K. This will be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you damn K word. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. We'll see. I, I'm fascinated to see what his uh, statement ends up being. I bet we'll get it tonight. Bet you. We shall. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. See you. All right, let's do our, um, what are we calling it? Bold predictions. Bold predictions for the second half. Bold predictions. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. I'm, I'm worried mine aren't bold enough. I, think I was are. actually worried driving home from work that yours weren't going to be bold. Because <laughs> you had, I mean, when we were used to do overreactions, you would say these things sometimes. And I'd be like, well, that just seems like a reaction to me. <laughs> I tried to bold them up a little bit. But okay, okay, first go one. For it. The Bucks will not make it to the second round of the playoffs. That's bold. I think that's pretty bold, right? That's pretty bold. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah that's bold, especially because we'll t- say why. Okay, I think the blueprint is there for stopping them in a seven-game series, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think the East is, like, trickier. Like, 
first of all, I could easily see the Celtics and the Heat catching them, right? And then they're they're staring down a four or five matchup, you know. So they're maybe they're playing a solid team because they don't look that they don't look as as great in the regular season as years past. And they've always had that super high seed. They destroy whoever seven or eight seed they play in the playoffs. I think they get a little tougher matchup. And if somehow it shakes up where they're going against the Celtics or the Heat or somebody in the first round, I think they get bounced. Yeah, they're 12th in defensive rating right now, which is essentially middle of the pack for the NBA. And they've been one of the better defensive teams in the league for the past few years. Mm -hmm. Their offense is still second in the NBA. But yeah, I mean, it's bold. It is bold. And that's only because I feel like the East is tricky. But if they end up in the top five, who's beating them? Well, I guess well, four, four. They can lose. They can lose four or five. But if yes. they end up in the top four, who's beating them? I don't think they're losing to the Knicks, Hornets, Raptors, Bulls. I guess the Pacers are still out. The Pacers well, aren't even in the four. Playoffs. You're saying if they're the four seed, right? Or if they're a top three, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah four yeah. or five would be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Okay, I can see what you're saying. Makes sense. The heat it's, in bold. The it's bold, but I see where, you're, where your head's at here because, yeah, Philly and Brooklyn are going to be probably one and two, it seems. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a little more faith in the Celtics. So we talked about that a lot yesterday that they, the wheels could fall off for them. I acknowledge that, but mm-hmm. I think they'll be up there. And I think the Heat are, are going to soar up the uh, standings in the second half. And I just think it leaves the Bucks with a tricky matchup in the first round. They've been talking about this on local radio down here as far as the Heat go. Bam, Jimmy, and Goran Dragic have played like 80 minutes together this year. Wow. And that was oh, – they were so goddamn good in the in the bubble and in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and they have the fourth easiest strength of schedule. They have the easiest strength of schedule in the East and the fourth in the entire league going into the second half. Right. That'll be – they're going to be interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, that's a good one. I wouldn't have even actually considered that because it just seems like a conclusion that, that they're, they're so – they've been so good that they'd get out of the yeah. first. But it's a good one. My first bold prediction is that the Golden State Warriors will not make the playoffs. Mm. They'll make the, they'll be they'll be in the play. Now this might not be that bold because they're not in the playoffs at the moment. But they'll be in the play. I think the oh, the play-in game messes me up in this thing. Yeah, no. I think when we say that sort of stuff playoffs, we're talking about after yes, after everything's all shaken out with the play-ins and shit. Who are the eight teams left, you know? Well, I, I don't even know about that because that, that's the, that, that kind of, so this, this actually hurts my bold prediction here because I forget, I keep forgetting yeah, about the play in. And like, when I say not make the playoffs, I mean, finish the regular season, not a top eight seed. Right. Because they can now finish seven, eight, nine, 10 and play their way in, which in a one game situ- scenario I probably wouldn't bet against the Warriors against these bottom level teams, but I don't think they're going to win enough games to be in the top eight seats. Man, I, just, I don't see that. So you think, I think there's six teams that are locks right now to make the playoffs in the West, the top sure. six that are the top six right now. Definitely. And not that I don't think Steph Curry can play out of his mind all year, but I think He's going to have to continue to shoulder so much of the load that eventually I don't, I just, they already started to struggle a little bit before the break. They were, they lost three in a row. 
their roster is so outside of Steph and Draymond, their roster is so bad. And I don't know how anybody looks at it and doesn't think so. We like, I like Kelly Oubre. He's fine. We, I know how you feel about Andrew Wiggins. I think most people feel the same way. And then what? Wiseman doesn't play anymore. Eric Pascal is what I, I mean. They're just, the, the roster stinks, dude. I just, the Spurs are playing really well. They seem to be hitting their stride. Memphis, I think, is a better team all around. Just a just the way they play. And they're getting healthy. They started to play well. New Orleans started to play a little better. I just, I don't know. It just seems like, and they'll be fighting for sure. There's just something about the Warriors. I think they're going to fall off a little bit. It's fair. And when you, yeah, when you really look into the roster, it's, it's gets real soft real quick. Once you get past Steph and Draymond for me, I, I am just so low on the Mavericks right now, but, and I'm, I'm thinking we're going to talk about remaining strength of schedule. The Mavericks have the second easiest remaining schedule. Right. So that helps. that helps your point quite a bit. Uh, if the Mavericks go on a run, it'll, it'll be a lot tougher for the Warriors to catch the Mavericks. They're only a half game back to the Mavericks right now, but if the Mavericks, I mean, look at it, they've got two games against the T-Wolves, or uh, yeah, two against T-Wolves, two against Detroit. They play the Rockets, Cleveland. I mean, those are essentially automatic wins, truly, like at this point. Um, so, yeah. The play-in game really messes up my bold prediction, though. The yeah, I'm going to qualify it with top eight seed. Yeah. All right, so yours was bolder than mine to start. All right, this one's rather bold. I say the Wizards will finish higher in the standings than the Raptors. And they're only two That's games That's not back. that bold to, I think, to, a, to the casuals. That would be pretty bold. That's right? pretty bold, but I, I, just, I don't like that. I don't think the Raptors are good. Right, and... There's been a, a notable adjustment strategy-wise with the Wizards and Russell Westbrook's shot selection. Like something has switched a little bit there. Well, and they're also getting healthier. Like Rui Hachimura yeah. looks good. Mm-hmm. Denny is playing decent. Bertans is starting to get going. Uh, and yeah, I mean Russ sort of adjusting his game a little bit. Russ even said he feels like he's healthier too. So yeah, that's good. They just as a team they seem healthier. So yeah, I mean I yeah I agree. Or, I mean, I don't know that I agree, but yeah, I think for the casual, once again, the casual will consider that a hot take or a bold prediction or however you want to put it. But I, I wouldn't be shocked. They're also only one game behind them right now in the loss column. Yeah. So, you know, everyone looks at their record and thinks it's terrible, but they miss so many games because I'm trying of COVID. To find them on strength of schedule here. They have the 10th easiest schedule remaining. I see. Okay. Well, and then the um, the Raptors have what? So not- the eighth hardest. Eighth hardest. Okay. So that works in my favor there. That's good. Yeah. Now, again, like we said, I don't know how much stock I put into the strength of schedule right. because everything was so messed up in the beginning of the year. But, well, yeah, I mean, it's worth noting, I guess. Toronto, whew, they have – just looking at this strength of schedule graphic thing, they – Two games against Utah, they play the Suns. Two games against the Lakers, they have to play the Nets. That's rough. Yeah. So. But Atlanta has two games against the Jazz, and they have the Suns and Lakers and the Nets. So Yeah, most of this toughest opponent and easiest opponent is like all the same teams just like jumbled up. <laughs> right, right. So it's, it's pretty similar stuff. Uh, 
All right, my next bold prediction is that the Phoenix Suns will finish the season with the best record in the NBA. Oh, that's bold. That's freaking bold, especially with how the Jazz look. Well, that well, but that's but the Jazz, they already started to regress. They were three and three or three and four going into All Star break. I think they're three and four in their last seven going into the break. They're already starting to play a little bit more like the team that we know or that we expect, which is a good team, but not an elite best team in the NBA type of team. The Suns quietly have the second best record in the NBA at the moment on a four game win streak and are clearly a better team, like more talented. I think they're clearly more talented team than the jazz. People may not agree, but I just think that they're better than the jazz. They're only two games back of the jazz in the loss column. I think the Lakers are going to be up and down because of their injury situation. And I just, the Clippers are the Clippers. They're just not, they're going to win a bunch of games, but they're also going to sit and lose games. Mm -hmm. And lose a bad game here or there. Right. Well, for this one, you're really throwing out this remaining strength of schedule thing because the Jazz have the easiest schedule. And again, and yeah, I'm really not, I don't, I don't think you'd be smart to take that into account too much. So, but it's not. I'm also assuming that, a lot of these East teams are going to start canceling each other out and battling each other. Cause I just yeah. sort of like, yeah. don't even give the, the team that could mess that up is Brooklyn. Cause Brooklyn could just go on a run here and not mm-hmm. lose a game yes. the rest of the second half. Yeah. Well, that would be <laughs> certainly be a record. It'd be something, but, but yeah, really, they, really they could, they, they could mess that up, but I just really like what Phoenix and I don't even, I still don't even think they've hit their stride. Fair. They have the third best defense in the NBA right now, eighth best offense, and they're just now starting to get it together. Chris Paul's teams are always really good in the regular season. Now, this doesn't mean anything about the postseason. I just I think they're going to win a lot of games in the second half. That's interesting because my buddy, who's a Suns fan, I was talking to today, is getting a little nervous about Devin Booker's knee, and so I don't know. I th- apparently, it's just a bruise, but he he was a little worried. I thought he was out of the all-star game because of an ankle. No, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's day-to-day. Big, big Suns fans, your buddy. He lives in Arizona. He's a big Suns fan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I like it. That's bold. It's pretty, that's pretty goddamn bold. Hold on. I just want to, I just want to make sure I want to see what the injury was. No, yeah, no, I don't think it's like confirmed bad. He's just. He right. Was... I know. I know. I want to know if it was a knee or, or an ankle. Sprained his – oh, it was his knee. I could have sworn it was an ankle. Maybe somebody else missed because of an ankle. Was Ben Simmons an ankle? Oh, no, that was COVID. Ben Simmons was a barber, a rogue yeah. barber. <laughs> what was Kevin Durant? A hamstring, right? I don't know, man. I can't Everybody's keep track of all this shit. Yeah. All right, what's your last bold prediction? Or bold – yeah, okay. bold prediction. This one, I'm, I'm interested to see how bold you think it is. Zach Levine will finish top 10 in MVP voting. Top 10? I think that's – yeah. Well, he's not anywhere on the odds. He's not in the top 10 odds. Okay. I mean, okay. Which is remarkable to me. Um, I don't know if it's bold. <laughs> like, top 10 is like – you like never as even – As far re- as they go. To, like, if you <laughs> – Yeah, you don't you even search, really think about, like, top 10 when it comes to MVP, really. If you search, like, NB, MVP voting NBA for the past couple of years, like, it only lists, like, the top 10 guys. So – he would have to – he's got to be top 10 for us to 
to know. Yeah, I mean, obviously. we both think they're a playoff team. So if they make the playoffs, I, I guess it's just weird. I was looking at his odds. He's, I mean, we know he's not going to win the MVP, right? But he's nowhere <laughs> oh, yeah. on, he's nowhere even on the odds for, for like he's, I don't, I don't even think he's in like the top 15 odds to win MVP. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's his scoring's out, he's averaging 28 a game. And we both think the Bulls are going to have a strong second half. They've decided to keep around Thaddeus Young, or uh, reportedly. Um, I could see them charging up the standings. They were going that was going to be my bold prediction. And I backed off of it a little bit. I think like the Bulls, if, if the Bulls got their way up to the five seed, it wouldn't shock me. It'd be tough, but it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Well, they're only right now, they're a game and a half out of five. So, right. But I mean, like that means they'd have to jump one of Milwaukee, Boston, or Miami, which would be to get to five. Yeah. But because, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Heat is five teams, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. I don't know if that's bold or not, to be honest. I just okay. don't know. Then it's probably I, I don't know. not bold. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not sure if it's bold, then it's probably not bold. It's funny that your last bold prediction has to do with MVP because so does mine. Okay. My last – well, my I have another thing. I don't know if it's even a prediction, but well, but this one is – that Damian Lillard will creep into and potentially win MVP this year. That's not even a prediction, though. That's like a I need, Look at his odds. I need to put boundary. No, I, I'm saying you need to say like he'll finish top three or he'll finish. Yeah, he's yeah, he'll finish top three. Okay. All right. So I think he, I, th- I think he I think he really could win it. That's extremely bold. Yeah. But I'm just saying, in order for us to track this, you need to put a number. All right. I'll say top three. And I think he has a very legit shot to win it. Okay. I think that after Russell Westbrook won MVP, there was this long stretch where the voters put a huge emphasis on the best player on the best team should win it. So, like, we saw Giannis win it. I don't even remember before that uh, who. The honest twice, and then um, I'll look it up. Keep filling. Yeah, but I just think that Harden won it. Yeah, it's it's Giannis twice and Harden. Right. Russ won it. Um, and I think because of how poorly Giannis has played in the playoffs, they're gonna they're gonna look more for storylines when it comes to MVP this year. That's why I think there's a big push for LeBron that LeBron has the best odds right now, even though and he's having a great year, but we've seen them struggle without AD. I think a lot of people love what Embiid is doing, that he's having this turnaround and they're having a great year. But I think there will be a lot of people who say, well, they got Doc. They're also one of the best defensive teams in the league, and they have another defensive player of the year candidate in Ben Simmons. But if Portland finishes top four in the West, Damian Lillard's third in the league in scoring right now, and Dame time is a legit phenomenon right now. It happens once a week. And I think if it keeps happening, people are just going to be like, there's so many MVP moments. And everyone loves Dame. There's no, there's no, there's nothing polarizing. There's not going to be any media members that dislike him like they dislike LeBron. There's not going to be any media members who dislike him like people. some people dislike Embiid. Everyone loves Dame. 
So if he's top two or three in the NBA in scoring and that team that's been so injury riddled can be top four in the West, he's going to get legit consideration. I think so. I, and, and if the Lakers fall out of the top two seeds in the West, I don't think LeBron's going to get it. I agree with that as well. I'm just worried if Portland can sustain this record. Like I just don't, I don't see how they're seven games over 500 to begin with, which is truly a credit to Damian Lillard and why he's in the conversation. I just, I defensively, they're so bad to me um, in terms of rim protection specifically that I just, I wouldn't be shocked if this team creeps closer to 500 by the end of the season, you know? Um, yeah. The only, re- but I, the only reason I believe in them is because like you, I didn't think they were going to be at where they are at this point either. Right. So uh, yet, now so- I'm in. And if so they sustain in. it, if they sustain it, then a hundred percent, he's going to be up there. He might. Get I'm my shocked. Vote, really. I'm shocked at how low he is in the odds right now. Yeah. Like yeah. why? Why Steph Curry ahead of him? Probably, honestly, because Vegas adjusts odds based on the money that comes in. You know, so so much money like will come in on Steph with odds like that. That's that's what I would guess. Um, whereas, like, if somebody knowledgeable in Vegas made like a true power rankings. He would be Dame would be ahead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Cause it, there's a lot of guys that are ahead of him right now that don't deserve it. I think the right. only players that deserve to be ahead of him right now are Embiid and, and LeBron and maybe Jokic, but even that it's like Jokic's stats are great, but it's, I think what Dame's doing is more well, I would. I don't. Can't say more. Tough. I can't say more impressive because what Jokic is doing is pretty remarkable. But Portland should like if Portland was at full strength, it'd be different. But they're so far from it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my last bold prediction. And then the only other thing I wanted to. I I don't even know if it's a prediction. I guess it kind of is. But I have to sort of reiterate this. We talked about it on Sunday. But since then. Everyone I listen to, podcasts, radio, articles, there's so many people shitting on Blake Griffin. And I'm just saying he is going to put his balls on all of the media's face in Brooklyn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Take him out. Hey, media, here's my balls. I think he's going to be so good in Brooklyn. I, I can't believe that after everything we've seen with the James Harden situation, and now, granted, Blake Griffin's not James Harden. That people are just going to this uh, this guy who is a legit top twenty five, top thirty player in the NBA when he's healthy and motivated. They just think in a year and a half he just is not an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I really couldn't be further from the truth. And I think he's not only is he going to eventually be their starting five, I think he's going to be playing thirty minutes a game for them. I hope so, because I'm a fan of his. But I truly think the people that are saying that are only looking at box scores and stats and things like that. And you don't watch what it like. Detroit is miserable. It's miserable. Of course, he's not going to be the same player for putting up with that slop for like a year and a half. So I think he has lots left in the tank and we'll, we'll find out. I, I yeah, I, I do, too. I mean, it's a great situation because he can't. He also can't fail at this point because he has been so bad this season. He's been really bad. He, we have to acknowledge that. That if he goes and plays bad, then everyone's just going to be like, okay, well, we knew he was washed up. So he's kind of in a no-lose situation going there. 
but I think it's going to be different. I, 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 I don't think he's not MVP level Blake that he was two years ago, but I think he is much better than what people are making. They're making this guy out to just not even be like a replacement level NBA player. Anymore. Yeah. That, that can't be that that's pretty ignorant. I think I was listening to the radio and it was like, as a heat, like a local radio again, down here talking to like a local heat, like a whole local reporter as a heat fan, w- would you have been interested in Blake Griffin? Like, yeah, no. Go, okay. Well then you don't watch NBA basketball. You just watch heat games. Yeah. And how have you not seen how awful your four position has been? Right. Of <laughs> course you tell me you're, you're telling me that a guy who up until this year and maybe a little, and maybe last year is a top 30 player in the NBA for basically his entire career. And you, you, you're not interested in him over Kelly Olenek? Off the buyout market? You're not getting his contract. You're getting him at, at a crate. Like, that's so ignorant, man. And I'm sure every market, now that they didn't get him, it's like, oh, well. Like, I'm sure the Celtics people, I'm sure people in Boston are like, oh, well. I mean, is he really better than Daniel Tice? Yeah, he is. He's Blake Griffin. <laughs> it's a lot better than him. Or like, I don't know who else. It's, oh, and or like the Clippers. Is he really like? Is he is he that much better than Nick Batum? <laughs> yeah, I think he's better than Nick Batum, guys. He's better than Nick Batum. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like that's. I live down in Miami, so I hear lo- local people are saying about the Heat. But I'm sure in every market, there's the people now that are like, "Oh, we didn't look at Blake's numbers. He can't play anymore. He's not better than. Yeah, you know, he's not better than Markeith Morris. What do we need him on the Lakers for? Mm, no, he's better than Markeith Morris. No, I. But, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm, I know, saying, I'm like, just saying. No, like every to... every market is probably saying the same shit now because they don't watch him, mm. and even if they have watched him, it's probably they just happen to be watching him in a season where he's essentially dying to get away from that team. Like this is the the new normal in the NBA. You don't want to play it. You don't want to play there. Play like shit. They'll get they'll get rid of you eventually. Mm-hmm. He had to give back some money. But I'm like, I think he's fine. Money. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's all right. I mean, he was making, I think, 75 million over the next two years. I think he gave back 20, maybe. So he's going to wow. get 55 million and not play for them. Something, something crazy. Be a lot like happier. That. He's also doesn't have to live in Detroit anymore. That's great. Uh, yeah. He's going to get 5 million or so to play for the Nets or 4 million or whatever it is. So he recoups that. And then, He'll sign another deal with them, another one year next year. So he'll get 10 million. So he really only gives back 10 million between this year and whatever he had left next year. So he gave, he gave away 10 million. Say they go to the finals, he gets playoff bonuses. This is probably another couple million if they go this year and next year. So say he gives back $7 million to get out of Detroit at, after he's made however much he's made in his career. Mm-hmm. Endorsements. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd play like shit too. Mm-hmm. To when you're that rich, seven it's worth seven million dollars to be happy. Really? Yeah. I mean, Which is crazy to think about, but it is. When you have that much money, now and also now he gets to live in New York. Stay. He does stand up. What better place is there to be? He's a stand up comedian. I'd love to go see him do stand up. I've awesome. heard he's really good. Yeah. No, he's he's hilarious. I, have you seen the Broad City episode with him? Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Now I will say, I was listening to I, I was listening to another podcast the other day with that's it's like three comedians that talk about basketball. It made a good point that have you seen that Blake Griffin's coming out with a prank show? No. Called Double Crossed. Okay. Where it's like they 
there's like pranks and then they prank the prankers. So the prankers think they're pranking someone, but they're really getting pranked. Uh, that's pretty cool, actually. But I think the, the guy was saying, like, I think Blake Griffin's performance is really impacting the type of work he's getting in entertainment. What do you mean? His performance, like? Like his playing performance. Like, oh, like he should be getting a better show. Like he's doing a prank show on like, right. on, on like true TV or wherever it is, you know, or TBS or something like that, where he should be like, he's so talented for a professional athlete actor. He should be doing movies and shit. I could see that. He's not in space jam. Now that might just be that. He's not. Yeah, that could LeBron, be politics. But, yeah. But, but come on, man, who was the first person when they said they were making a, a space jam remake, every person on the planet was like, well, Blake Griffin's going to be in it. Right. Yeah. It was like the first person everyone said because everyone knows he's like this great. I don't he know. Actually, he's actually funny. Yeah. And he's actually just like a good actor for an athlete. And now mm-hmm. he's hosting a prank show. I'm eh. actually kind of intrigued by that show. It sounds kind of good. <laughs> well, obviously, prank shows do really well because yeah. they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guy could probably have his own sitcom at this point. Yeah. They also said. These are also three guys who are in Hollywood, one of which who has pitched apparently to Blake Griffin, like as a writer before, and that his team has said to people, he does not want to do anything involving sports. Interesting. I, I, I mean, I, it's probably that sort of shit is never well done to me. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's like, I have to look back at the, at the names of the shows, but I feel like there's some like nineties basketball sitcoms. That would be really good if he like remade them. And yeah, none of those are ringing a bell. Hang time is one that sticks out. Then there was also one Reggie Theus was like a basketball coach, like a high school basketball coach, which I feel like if Blake Griffin did that hang time, that's the one with Reggie Theus. He's the coach. If Blake Griffin redid hang time, I think it'd be funny. I just feel like he's like true. Like he doesn't want to do a sitcom. I don't think, I don't know. Sitcoms suck. What are you talking about? Sitcoms are like, I'm pretty sure he's like more like alt comedy to be honest. Like, isn't he? He's like more alternative and like actually funny. Whereas like sitcoms, I don't know. Well, at the very least he should be doing like getting like cameos and movies. Yeah. That. Maybe he is. I don't know. I, mean, I just haven't seen, maybe I haven't seen those movies. Yeah. But now he's in New York. Any movies, now he's yeah. in New York and he's going to be, at the very least, you got to imagine he's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Should so, be. I think we're going to start seeing Blake on a little bit higher profile content than prank show. Double pranked or what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> double cross. Double cross. That's better than double pranked by a slim margin, but whatever. Go watch the trailer. Okay. I guess I understand what people see in prank shows. I watched it and said, this is the most I will ever watch of this show. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll report back. But I'm not a prank show watching. guy. I yeah. think I'm, I'm too loyal to the original pr- punked. Hmm. Cause it, when I punked was, was epic. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I mean, I think I was like either early high school or maybe even middle school when that show was like first airing. Mm-hmm. So I watched it all the time. And as I got a little older and wiser, and I started hosting a podcast. I was like, I'm a little too mature for these prank shows. Mm, okay. <laughs> I watch your practical jokers all the time still. So. I know you, I, well, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of got that feeling when you uh, started talking to me about how the one guy looks like Frank Vogel. Yeah. He looks exactly like him. Truly looks exactly like him. He does. Well, 
good for Blake Griffin. He's going to get more roles. And really that's what this is all about. Right. For him, it should be. I can't, dude, can you imagine if you had like a Netflix special down the line? It'd be awesome. Like, like stand up. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. I just, I've never actually seen him do stand up. So I don't I know. Now I'm kind of interested. I, I want to see. I don't know. But they, but people who like comedians I've heard talk about him say he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And not for like an athlete that he's just a funny dude. Right. So, uh, I guess what I'm saying is double cross. If you want to sponsor the show, we're here. We're get at us. Alex is already your biggest fan. Yeah. Joey did take a little bit of a shit on you earlier, but just disregard that. Did I? Yeah, I did kind of shit on you. I'm not, I'm not, but I'll tell you what, if they, if you, if you want to sponsor the show, I love it. I I mean, I'm sure if you sponsor the show, my guess is you probably have the greatest show on the planet. And it's going to win a bunch of prank show awards. You're Check your inbox. Got anything from them yet? Holy shit. No. no. Nope, I haven't. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode. We I, have basketball. What? I, I thought we were going to get to the Allen Robinson thing. I should have mentioned this. Did you see what Allen Robinson said? He has sources that Andre, uh, Andre Drummond's going to the Nets. Isn't that insane? Allen Robinson, the receiver? Yes. Yes. Go to his Twitter. It's freaking hilarious. No, I'm glad you brought that up. If it happens, like, we have a new, we've got NFL Woj. Let me see what Uh, time he tweeted it at. 10, 11 a.m. today. Per sources. Oh, I see it. Per sources, Arnold Drummond will be signing with the Nets. They get some reinforcement on the defensive end and the glass. Look for them to still be active around the trade deadline, LOL. What is that? <laughs> That's so weird. I think he also got franchise tagged today. So I don't know what's going on. But if this happens, we got to figure out where he got that information from. I mean, I got to. I got to think I'm getting a call from someone in Boston named Trung Ho. <laughs> oh, answer that. I don't know, man. That okay. seems, I don't know. Uh, I would, I kind of think it's from Drummond. No, are they boys? I'm trying to. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But like, play. I don't know. Athletes. Maybe they can't. Maybe they like. Trying to think if they ever played in the same city at one point. Allen Robinson played. Didn't he only play? Hasn't he only played in Jacksonville and Chicago? Yeah. So no. Penn State, Connecticut. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe they share an agency. Maybe. I don't know. That's really. Super random, right? Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, yeah, really random, huh? Wait, and also Andre Drummond hasn't even been bought out yet. I know, (laughs) I know, but it like, I mean, I'm not even on Twitter, and I heard about it, so it it had some legs this morning. I guess so. I yeah, I didn't see. I guess everyone was very focused on Myers Leonard being Mm -hmm. a a bigot, um, but. Yeah, that's really weird. Well, okay, I guess that's what we got to keep an eye on. Yeah, I wouldn't. Sh- it wouldn't be shocking. It'd be more shocking that he was the one who broke it than the fact that that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, two games Wednesday night. Basketball's back, and we will be too. Later. Later.
for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.